Well, okie dokie. We're moving forward again. Just a little bit left in the hopper for Ephesians, yep. Matt. And yeah. uh, those of you, like, again, I feel like if you've been watching Touchpoint at all, you do know that yeah. this is Matt Brumfield. You do that. My name's Miles. But just in case you're brand new yes, to you yeah. the situation, uh, this is Matt. You know, he's our uh, online and connections pastor, and I'm Miles, uh, our creative and production director almost messed it up there but matt um you know you've you've gotten a chance to to teach through uh, at this point now by the time you guys hear this a couple messages uh, but also like just being in this series in general uh, yeah. i think just constantly being able to saturate ourselves in the value that this series brings um in the online and connection space <laughs> especially yeah. as it relates to bringing people into North Canton Chapel, whether it be online or in, in person. Um, for this to be our summer series, and we're almost done with it, uh, how has this been valuable to you in the ministry that you do? Yeah. So I think as we look at this, um, the the beauty in Ephesians, so let's start there and then say how it translates yeah, into our great. online space. The beauty in Ephesians is so much as it starts, it's this idea of, remembering and focusing mm-hmm. back on the truth of this is who God is. <laughs> and then also the truth of what he has done and what he says about you. Um, putting aside all connotations of what we believe he should say sure. about me or about you or about mm-hmm. that person that maybe I don't want to speak that over them. But someone else does. And so I think it kind of like resets and like levels the playing field from um, right from the beginning of saying the the real reality of all of us are broken, all of us are are sinners, all of us are mm-hmm. in need, whether we believe it or not, or or see it or not. And then what unpacks this this God who who sees our need, um, that in His holiness and His being set apart provides a way. And I think that's so critical in in a day in which we have so much just information that's thrown at us. And so as we're mm-hmm. looking at online spaces, um, you know, specifically to the North Can Chapel, there's multiple ways. There's through our website. There's through right. um, recommendations on on Google. There's through Google Maps. There's all these ways that I see that sure. people usually ask the question, "How did you find us?" And sometimes it's searching. Sometimes it's whatever, an algorithm that suggests it. <laughs> right. um, but I think the beauty in that is when there is so much information, this series speaks the reality of, yeah. I mean, we need to reset our focus. Um, and it's really hard. And as we've been moving, it goes from this, like, here's who God is, here's what he's done. And then if we are finding ourselves as that's part of our story, that right. God has redeemed us, that we are saying, I am his child. I have confessed Jesus as Lord. Now what? And so I think even like today with where we're going to dive in, what's really hard is there's a lot of things that want (laughs) to say, no, you get a pass for this in your story. But when we say we are in Jesus story, then there's things where it says, so everything I do now has to line up with what he has done yes. and what yeah. he has called me to. And, and that's really hard. No, and it's, it's true. And so like, you know, everything you said, if we were to kind of put a big package on it, it's just that, you know, through connecting people through a variety yeah. of mediums, Ephesians essentially uh, is the calibrator that puts us back onto yeah. the thing mm-hmm. that matters the most. Yeah. Um, and that's whether it's, it's, Jesus himself, just for the grace that he offers and extends to the individual, or whether it's Jesus, the unifying piece that brings us together yeah. in community and in yeah. growth. And today, I think that to your point, like we're going to talk about something that, you know, isn't always that fun to rifle through. Because when, when we get in community uh, and we start 
living life together. Yeah. Um, it's not all unicorns and rainbows, and that's that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, and the Bible is going to kind of coach us through a little bit of what that is. Yeah. And so, uh, in Ephesians chapter four, uh, verses twenty-five through thirty-two, um, I'll take uh, up to let's say uh, twenty-nine, and I'll let you okay. take thirty and the rest. And so, it says this: Therefore, uh, having put away falsehood, let each of you speak the truth with. Uh, sorry, Luke, looking past the microphone. Speak the truth uh, with his neighborhood, neighbor, uh, for we are members one of another. Be angry and do not sin. Not uh, Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather have him labor doing honest work mm-hmm. with his own hands so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as it fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Awesome. Mm. And so, obviously, it, it's not going to take a, a wizard to figure out like what we're trying to tackle today. Um, yeah. There's a lot of things about um, you know, this idea of if you're going to get mad, get about the right thing. But if you're going to get mad at all, make sure you do it in a way that also keeps the main thing, the main thing about who Jesus is and what's the purpose of it all. It kind of rounds the bend and talks about that. But um, how does this passage inform us, not just to uh, about what we say, uh, but the way in which we say it. So looking at this, there yeah. are things that are important, but there's a right way to go about yeah. talking about its importance. And so I've, I've sat with this, I think, because part of, for me, where I've been entrusted is our online spaces. Yeah. And so it's one of these where, um, so I think a, a good thing is for some where we get very, maybe um, as triggered isn't the right word, but we recognize yeah. maybe that I'm in a space and I find myself not being able to engage in the right way. And like, that's a good thing. If you recognize that for me, even if I recognize it's one of these where like, well, this is where God has entrusted me in this season. So I can't just say like, I'm not going to be on social. I'm not going to engage online. Yeah. Um, But I think there is something in this uh, of talking about this idea of like, not living on extremes, mm-hmm. um, right? When mm-hmm. when Jesus talks and he says, right, right, the the way to him, it right, is narrow, right? And even those who want to follow him is like you have to right die to yourself daily yeah. and die to these things daily. And so there is a specific way in which to do this, and we see this here, talking about okay, you need to speak the truth, um, but this idea of so we're members of one another. It talks about um, right that there's a way in which we do this that mm-hmm. is not. Right where it says, "Don't let any corrupting talk," and so I think even sure. in that, it's like, "What's the language?" And that's where where it talks. So I think what happens sometimes is when we use truth, we throw labels with them that are not edifying; um, they're demeaning, um, and so they're putting down. And so I think like if someone has a different position or view than me, uh-huh. when I throw like a name in there with it, mm. that's not me. Yeah. That's not edifying to them. Sure. That's not, uh, "Hey, we're in this together," and I deeply care about you, and from my place of remembrance of the God who sure, saved me right, when I was right. when I was lost, mm-hmm. right? Who made me alive when I was dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's why all of this goes back to like remember, remember, remember. When I'm in a place of abiding, 
And Jesus says that. He says, yeah. abide in me for apart from me, you can do nothing. And there's other moments where he talks and he says, there's lots of things that people do that they'll say they did all these things in Jesus name. Yeah. And so I think we do need to sit with that and say, not how do we have an absence of truth? I think that's the extreme. We either want to say we have this truth. And as long as it's true, I can say it however I want, whenever I want it. Sure. Right. And on the yeah. flip side, it's the, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Yeah. And it's like, we need to say the Jesus way is how do I say it and recognize the way in which God has wired them in the season yeah. they're in to say, meet them in that. Yeah. So there's a, there's an interesting thing. Cause you're right. I think in our modern day context, when we say, um, Hmm. Uh, when we say like, there's two ways to look at this. Like, I think that when, if someone said, I am a Christian, yeah, like we just say that I, I'm a Christian, I believe in God. I feel like in a Western context, that can mean so many things yeah. on its face. It's really hard to know what they mean when they say that. And so that's why we have to dig deeper. And sometimes we split hairs over what that can hmm. be. Some of it is important. Some of it is maybe not as important. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then taking a step back even further though, it's like sometimes like we are on completely different paths. And so when we look at, um, you know, the first verse here, uh, therefore having put away falsehood, let one and each, each one of you speak, uh, the truth, uh, with his neighbor that on its own, we think about the context of what Ephesus was dealing yeah. with. Um, there maybe was a little bit of like a, I'm attached to old beliefs or yeah. my old traditions yeah. that do not honor God in this way. And so it is a matter of like, okay, when we look at the church of Ephesus and maybe we look at ourselves in contrast, right? When I see a brother or sister in Christ that is pursuing Christ wholeheartedly, and maybe just our doctrinal alignments are mm. perfectly in sync in that moment, am I meant to be the aggressor in that yeah. moment? Or is it a matter of like you are still either in process or you're still working through, or maybe even I, maybe even I don't know yet what yeah. I need to know and God yeah. has to show me certain things. And so if I just believe one, we are together in this. And I want the best case scenario for both of us. And I'm going to admit that at one point in time, I was dead in sin and yeah. God saved me. And I'm still figuring this whole thing out. If you take a level of humility to it, I think we can arrive to some conclusions together that don't feel like I'm attacking mm. you as a person. Yeah. But in contrast too, there is a certain level of like, if you go rudimentarily, like uh, last last week's touch point, uh, Pastor Alex, our group life and missions pastor, we talked a lot about the idea of uh, the transition, like the old, uh, you know, the old yeah. transitioning to the yeah. new and the ways of life. And mm. when is it wise to, you know, give up on certain things because it draws you away from God? And when mm. is it wise to maybe stay in community with people around certain activities that are not anti-biblical? Uh, but to other people, yeah. they're just like, I just want to be around you because of the influence that the gospel could have in this space. Yeah. And so the real question is when we're talking about uh, putting away falsehood, um, I think that I've watched people use this verse hmm. and passage somewhat maliciously to try and just like beat people down that are really just trying to figure it out. Um, and it's yeah. like, how do we draw that line and figure it out? And so in that being said, I feel like the transition to the next thing, if this is one thing to ask you, is just like righteous anger. Yeah. <laughs> righteous anger in our culture, uh, especially you mentioned the idea of like, having to uh, or having the opportunity really to steward our online spaces and how yeah. our outward facing stuff is with that. Um, what role does relationships play in our words and speaking yeah. uh, truth in those spaces? And I think like you, you alluded to a lot of this. I think it's this idea of, do I know, um, do I know 
who God has entrusted to me. And so I think this is what's really hard. It's like, this is a God who is relational. And so I think what often happens is we think he is entrusted to us to win over a certain right platform or position instead of recognizing that he is the God of relationships in which people that he's entrusted to us may carry a certain platform or position. Mm. But what's hard is that we associate so... I'm just going to correct or yell at anybody who's in this space instead of this, like, maybe, but I would say most likely in the context of which God works, he has entrusted you first and foremost, right, to a local church. Um, and your local church is going to be first and foremost of like where you're going to find your community. And so I think even in the context of this, as, as Paul is talking, this idea of members one of another, it is this, um, yes, the, the global church, um, but I think we've confused that of God has entrusted me every single person who claims that label mm-hmm. of Christian because we can all be connected or see someone's profile saying this. And it's like the we waste so much energy on people that we don't actually even know. And I would say that we don't even actually know that Jesus has entrusted them to us mm-hmm. and that we think because I'm saying this thing in truth to these strangers on a comment thread, then I'm being faithful. Yeah. And, and, and so I think like it, it does have to start of saying like, so what am I doing with those around me in my church? And I think there's some of that of this righteous anger of like, if there is someone I see in my local church context mm-hmm. that I am in these daily rhythms where we're gathering here that we are right. We are giving, we are tithing, we are, we are worshiping together, that we are growing, that we are sitting under the teaching. Mm-hmm. And then there's something where like, they're consistently living out. Like, I think that would be a space where, okay, I'm going to be angry about if they are here and then they're harming others or not living or vice versa. I'd want someone to be angry if I'm in that yeah. versus <clears throat> Jesus, Jesus trucker, like <laughs> 1999 or like yeah. mom of, the gospel, right? Yeah. Whatever, you know, that, that I don't know that saying something and then I want to yell at them or, yeah. or whatever that like, I think some of that is we have to just be cautious sure. and, and take a step back and say like, who did Jesus entrust to us? Mm-hmm. Because I can't, yeah, I can't be responsible for, cause it's not just correcting. When we see this, there's always like encouraging, right? Exhorting. And even when correcting, it's like with gentleness, mm-hmm. And so I think I'd always throw too, like, if I'm going to be righteously angry about someone, like, am I also like interceding on their behalf? And so like, I should have a prayer journal that matches up with my comment. And if not, like, I think (laughs) that's where it's our line of like, I don't just get to say comments. I think that's what scares me as I've sat with is like online and connections pastors, like any comment I make, if it is coming out of anger or correction, if there's not prayer and intercession, on the back end of that, I'm going to give an account to Jesus. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it it is a tough thing. Okay. So, like, not that we need to overly psychoanalyze the internet, social media, how people do what they do. Um, I do think that there is a disparaging, like, incongruency with the people that are very aggressive online. Uh, when you meet, talk with them, and if you know them, like, their level of both personal accountability mm-hmm. in their real life and their relational interests in yeah. their, like, physical life is it's it definitely toppled towards i'm i live a lot more on social media i'm more aggressive on social media i definitely take a certain heavy-handed position on things on social media um and while you can be very passionate about your points i think to your point it is just like would you be so quick to press enter or submit if you knew 
that yeah. every word you say has that level of accountability attached to it. You know, and especially if you take the position of assuming that you do know more than another person. I think the Bible is both specific and vague as to who the teachers of the Bible are. Yeah. You know, it says that they will be held to a higher standard, mm -hmm. a higher level of accountability. And if you, if, if anybody that is intense about what they believe and how they believe it uh, is so devout in that specific thought that they would go and be very aggressive yeah. and like uh, that way on social media, it's just something to consider the fact that the teachers of our day are just as much, they can be pastors, they can be clergy, but for the, to, to be given the grace to know a truth, yeah. uh, but the humanity and sinfulness to handle it in a way maybe that is overly aggressive and diminishes people's ability to see it yeah. in a healthy, grace-filled way uh, is something intense and scares me about yeah. how I would approach it. And yeah. so, and rightfully so, for, for you, you're like, yeah, I, I have to know <laughs> that yeah. if I do this, I better have something walking in step right there with it because if I'm going to speak to that person's soul yeah. <laughs> in this moment, there's something that's going to go beyond this moment of yeah. pressing submit, pressing enter. And so um, I guess that that's the part that kind of like, if anything, it just gator rolls right into the third question that I got to had is that, you know, how does the depths of the forgiveness that we have shape uh, the walk that we have as a child of God. And so I could even like angle it mm -hmm. in a different way. How does the forgiveness that you're extended change yeah. the way in which you approach people in these levels of like uh, disagreement or uh, rebuke, I guess you could even say. Yeah. No. And I think that is like the, um, so this is where I will, I will turn to like the, you know, the, the reality for, for those that like when everything kind of shut down in our world where mm -hmm. we are very much like, we need to get back together. Um, I'm with, uh, there are some things, um, that need to happen in person. Mm -hmm. Um, now I don't throw off cause again, like I, I hate having to like pick extremes or like pick sides. <laughs> right, like, yeah. you know, like my side is like, is always going to be Jesus. But I'm going to see like, sure. how does Jesus like make it, make his way into this and, and move us yeah, back yeah. to him. Um, and so I think even some of that of the, um, I think we forget that, that Satan is like the, the deceiver. Um, I think sometimes we want to make it like there, there are these moments where he is right. Just clearly flat out, right. Wicked and evil. But I think it's the idea of deception. And so sure. I think. I think it's, we get so deceived. I think that's even the idea of like with, with the way in which we portray truth, we forget that because Satan is deceptive is that even if you're preaching that, that truth, um, the way in which Satan will twist that and distort it, not that you had any right. intention, but you don't know that person's story and sure. what you're seeing. Like I'll, I'll even get this, um, to be honest, like there's times where I see people um, from NCC that post a meme or something. And there's the reality of the way that like Satan can sow seeds of yeah. doubt or like feed into that of like the makes me doubt and be honest that like, oh, like, am I still a child of God? Like, right. am I still? And because right. I recognize like that that's a way the enemy attacks me. Mm -hmm. Right. And my flesh is broken and, and doubts in that yeah. way. I think I'm just probably more sensitive to that. Um and so I have to remember, okay, what has God said to me in the depths of forgiveness? And there's times where I have a lot of notes in my phone of things that I wanted to say. Um, and, right. and sometimes like I had a whole, like I spent like 30 minutes in Photoshop express and like, I made a, like a sick image and like had a whole post <laughs> written out. Yeah. Um, 
But if I wasn't abiding in Jesus, yeah. and there's been a few times where like I posted something and then 30 seconds later, like this conviction and I deleted it. And so I think there's some of that of like, it doesn't mean it wasn't true, but yeah. I think I recognize that like, I mean, this was not coming a place of where I remembered that Jesus forgave me and it yeah. wasn't, um, a backhanded jab of truth, even though like I didn't need those. Sure. But like to remember that this God who is holy, it was him through his blood that drew me near. Um, and so I think it's, there's times where I need to know, okay, this is something that needs yeah. said. And actually sometimes like my act of worship to Jesus yeah. is I am not going to say this. I'm not going to post this. Right. I am not going to do this. And that's not me being disobedient. I would have been disobedient, even though sure. I was like, oh, this is truth that people need to hear. I would have been disobedient if I post that because I realized that I don't think this is going to be teaching with gentleness. Mm -hmm. And I don't think this is going to be edifying. In fact, it might be this corrupting. And Jesus sure. hasn't asked me. Right, he's the only one that, that can tear down that sin. Yeah. They can break through that shame. Um and, and sometimes he uses posts and sometimes like my post is actually not his and, way. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so week seven, uh, like feels like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, with, uh, Christy Stevens, uh, I mentioned this idea of like palatability hmm. of, of truth of like the word itself. Yeah. It's not that, and I feel like in other scenarios, people would have heard that and maybe just been like, yeah, I mean, the gospel's the gospel, or the word's the word, yeah. the Bible's the Bible. Yeah. I should be able to say whatever I want, and yeah. it should come back clean. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, for sure, the word is yeah. great. You, as a messenger yeah, of it, right. can absolutely mm -hmm. blur some of the ability to see it the right way. Um, and so that's like what you're talking about is that responsibility. Yeah. It's just like, man, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. You know, I mean, if Uncle Ben can say it in Spider-Man, <laughs> then, you know, we can say it right now, yeah. just relating to something as simple as, you know, you have a very strong but controversial message to the way the world yeah. wants to function. So knowing that, it's just like if you want it to land in a way that causes the most impact, you have to be very intentionally strategic about yeah. when do you insert that into somebody's life, Um that is is not going to hurt their ability to see it. Yeah, and so it's always this weird thing. It's like I grew up, you know, in the South where saturation evangelism was it. It's just like do it all the time, all the time, all yeah. the time, all the time. There's never a bad time to say, it. and that for the most part, true, right? Yeah, people need to know about Jesus. Saying his name freely uh, is is a gift and honor, and we're thankful to be able to do it in our Western culture that we're in. But you're not wrong in that there's certain ways in which it's been used to pilot a, a idea or a yeah. thing that is not explicitly maybe yeah. what Jesus would want you to do in that moment. And so I think that higher level of spiritual maturity that you're talking about, is just like the timing is just as important as the thing. Mm. And the thing when kind of hitched with my own idea can yeah. also make it not as helpful to begin with at all. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. Forgiveness, though, is there is there at all like any part of this that like we need to be super like introspective, like self-reflective about our forgiveness daily that makes us change how we think about that? Yeah, well, I think that's what you're talking about. Like when we want to, right, I think sometimes we want to attach like the, the gospel to more of a desire for this outward change mm -hmm. or this outward oh, sure. like to stop this outward thing in people that we forget that the depth of the gospel is like it always starts with my i was dead yeah. like inside all of me 
and Jesus, right, forgave my sins and my trespasses. And so I think even in that, some of that is saying, what is my end goal? Is the reconciliation of fellow mm-hmm. image bearers who are lost, who are dead, that Jesus can make alive. Um, and so to trust that, okay, that the end goal is not to get them to, to stop being silent. It's that they're dead like I was, yeah. and Jesus wants to make them alive. Mm-hmm. And to see myself in that work of redemption, um, however he sees fit in his timing. Um, and so I think that's where when we remember our forgiveness, we say, okay, it it's not going to start with this outward thing. Yeah. It always has to start inward. Internal. Absolutely. And so, yeah, no, I mean, this only proves just the fact that like what we said before about how Ephesians uh, in our context, you know, even if, even if like online and some type of promotional yeah. piece got people interested in, in the door, um, it's this kind of stuff that ultimately grows us into yeah. a community of believers that can uh, move towards seeing Jesus rightly, uh, move towards uh, furthering the church and the, the gospel message uh, with the understanding that not everybody is on the same page yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, and so, no, Matt, I mean, I think that like this conversation is valuable and I wish people had it more often. Yeah. Right, and I think that you can agree with that. Seeing and working through our online spaces, so yeah, we're on week ten. So we've got a couple more in the hopper before we move into right. uh, our fall series uh, that's coming up here. I would imagine like this upcoming uh, weekend, we're going to be talking briefly about it. Uh, it's yeah. our series uh, called Undivided. Yeah. Uh, but um, you know, if you haven't heard about it, we're going to be trying to explore how do we navigate our world in a present situation of dealing with racial tensions yeah. uh, across yeah. many lines and trying to better better understand how do we approach uh, a multi-ethnic, multicultural approach mm-hmm. to doing church, living life, and knowing Jesus as a whole. So yeah, excited to get into it. Thank you guys so much for checking this out. 